Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen Ching and syndicated on the EAE Radio Network, which boasts over 10 million listeners and 40 licensed digital stations worldwide, baby. EAE Radio, where music lives, people. Tonight, we're honored to have EAE Radio's own, on the verge, indie power player, Joe Paul. Tonight, he speaks his truth regarding his journey, struggle, career expectations, fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions and comments to 323-553-5628. Joe Paul, welcome to the show. It is an absolute honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited and honored to have you. First of all, thank you for taking the time to chop it up with me, especially after a major surgery that is definitely some soldier stuff. So thank you for that. Yes, yes. I'm always on my militant game. Got to make sure that the show goes on. And I wasn't going to let anything like a like a major surgery stop, you know, Queen Ching and her show, you know. Got to make this podcast monumental and epic. So that's why we're here now. Man, that's love and definitely appreciated. Again, honored to have you. So why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? Yes, let's do it. Why don't you tell me and all the listeners, how did 2015 treat your music career, and how has 2016 treated you thus far? Okay. Well, 2015 was kind of like a a coming into play of all my hard work and and basically my momentum, you know, solidifying into my actual album being released, my uh my video actually started, my first video for All Yeah um, was a song that I released. Finally got, you know, some major traction. And, like, I would say that, you know, a lot of the work that me and uh, Don Juan um, from Don Juan Entertainment, shout out DWE, uh, my label, um, we worked really, really hard, you know, towards the end of 2013 and all of 2014 to basically bring my project to the forefront. So okay. uh, 2015 was kind of like, kind of, you know, stepping up, you know, the ladder, you know, and then 2016 now is the platform that I'm kind of, you know, I've kind of just got to. So all the hard work from 2015 between the the tour that I did, the promotions that I was on, uh, the love that my video got from all the new fans, you know, that I generated, you know, really is playing a, you know, playing a positive role in 2016. But the year, you know, it's, you know, there's still several months left in the year. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm nowhere near satisfied just yet. That's what I definitely love to hear. So it seems like you said 2013-14, you and your team were really grinding to bring your project to that forefront in 2015. You're getting a, lo- getting a lot of traction on your video for All Yeah. And 2016 is already looking like it's blessed for you. And like you said, still a lot of months left in the year. Joe Paul is not satisfied. That's right. I sleep when I sleep when I'm dead. It brings me. If you ever seen that um, that that Kobe commercial 
<laughs> where uh, he's talking to, you know, Sir Richard Benson, and he's like, you know, have you reached success on top of success yeah. on top of success? So until I can really say that, yeah. I'm going to keep going and keep grinding. You know, but it's all in the interest of bringing, okay. you know, great great music to the forefront, you know, meeting some great people and, you know, really, you know, really enjoying, you know, the fruits of what life has to offer. That's what it's all about, Joe Paul. And what I would like to do is I would like to rewind the tape with you a little. I would like to discuss your childhood and how it affects and influences your career now. So growing up, what were some of the early influences that shaped your love for music? And did your parents contribute? My parents were the main contributors. Um, if you, uh, if you, you know, try to take it back to, like, our parents' age with, like, the old, you know, record players and the real big headphones before, uh, you know, Beats by Dre started making them, um, my... Um, <laughs> I've seen early pictures of my father placing, you know, headphones on my mother's, you know, gigantic belly. Now I'm a twin, so um, and, and my mother is probably like one of the shortest ladies in the world. I think she like just reaches five foot. So if you can imagine, you know, two two twins, you know, growing gigantically, and then these huge headphones on this big belly, that was my first introduction to music. So uh, so before I was even wow. born. I feel like my parents played an integral role at um at music. And I feel that um you know uh I'm sure it's scientifically proven but when introducing, you know, music, you know, in uh when you're in utero, you know, rather than right. you know right before, you know, you're out. I think it really um really sets the tone for how your, you know, how your um ability to appreciate music, you know, really really comes into effect. If that makes any sense. I don't know if I just you know, it might be some of the anesthesia still talking, so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, but, I um, absolutely Yeah, growing up, uh, music was very prevalent in everyday society because, I mean, before, you know, cell phones or beepers or, you know, the Internet really played mm-hmm. a big role, it was the radio and it was music and, you know, and MTV. And I was a part of the, the hip-hop generation because I was a breakdancer, you know, since – me and my brother could spin on. Okay, since we could crawl, we would spin it on, on our heads. I think my mother would say we spun we spun on our heads and did windmills before we actually fully crawled and walked correctly. <laughs> so I want to go real back to some go right back to something you said real quick. You were saying your mother, very short woman, maybe five foot, bearing two twins, you and your brother. You have your dad with the big old headphones like wrapped around her belly. That's your first introduction to music. That's one of the coolest stories I think I've ever heard. <laughs> you true, know. true story. And I think, and I think I even have the picture at my parents' house. So next so when I'm feeling better and I head over there and I get the picture, I'll make sure I send it to you. So you know that I ain't bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, I don't know I if we can curse. I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying. No, you're good. You're good, but I would definitely love to see that. That's like a classic pick uh, when you're being welcomed into the world almost, you know, like to have that music instilled in you like that. I think you definitely were correct earlier. I think that has a major impact on the baby and, and your creativity if your parents are already introducing you to music uh, while your mother is carrying you. That's really, really That's cool. Right. Big shout-out mom and dad. 
Love you guys. Absolutely. Shout out to your mom and dad. And you said that you and your twin brother were always spinning on your head. You said you were break dancing at an early age. Yeah, I mean, I think we, um, I think the first rap record I ever heard was Ice T, original Gangster, and we went <laughs> with, uh, if you if you remember the big box TV sets that um were out in like yeah. the early eighties, um, yeah, me and my brother we took the huge box that it came in and we brought it, like, down the block to the corner, you know, that we were, like, the furthest place that we were allowed to go, you know, out of, you know, kind of the front yard site so my parents couldn't see it. And we took my uh, my sister's big pink boom box and we took our, you know, our first uh, rap tape that we bought, you know, from <laughs> from the local uh, record store, which was, you know, iced tea, and we put it in, and we start, and we just started breakdancing. Like, we didn't know what we were doing at the time, but it elevated, and we actually got, you know, kind of, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, we were great, because I see the breakdancers today, and they'll, they'll kick the crap out of us, but uh, for, for the time, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, that's how we really started. I mean, dancing played a very big role in my appreciation of music, because it kind of, it it kind of was the soundtrack of my life, you know. Um, growing up, you know, I could pick different songs and uh, and relate them to certain years of my life, you know, based on that music, you know. From <laughs> from I, I'm gonna take it back now. From you know, dancing to from break dancing with my brother on a cardboard box at like three or four years old, you know, uh, <laughs> out, out of my parents' sight on the corner to our first New Kids on the Block concert, you know, uh, when we were like, you know, at like like eight or nine years old. And I have to share this story with you because you're the first artist I think I've chopped it up with that brings up New Kids on the Block. And what's really funny is when I was younger, I'm also 80s hip-hop baby, 80s baby. Um, mm. Just revealed my age on the air, but... It is what it is. I wouldn't be part of another generation for nothing. Um, but I right, love... these young cats need to learn from the learn right from the horse's mouth, so straight yes, from the essence. Do. You know, they get a present. Yes, they do. And I have a funny story with. I was really young. Uh, I believe second grade. My older sister had moved away to Dallas in college. She bought me a pair of tickets to a New Kids on the Block concert. And my dad had to get back for work. And my dad would not stay. He probably couldn't or he would have, but in my mind, I'm this little second grader. My dad did not stay in Dallas for me to see my favorite group, New Kids on the Block. And I think I've been traumatized my whole life over that. I always wanted to see their show. So that's really cool that you brought them up. So you mentioned. And not too many many people will admit that, but I mean. They were the essence of, uh, of pop culture, and, you know, I'd be damned if any, any, you know, I mean, I, I don't like to put race involved, but I'd be damned if any white kid didn't want to be, you know, Donnie Wahlberg, you know, the the badass, you know, in the forefront, you know. So, yeah, I mean, but they, they yeah. were ill for the time, you know, and, um, you know, I, I got, you know, all the love in the world for, for popular music and how they shaped an entire generation generation yes. so it's a it, it's a wonderful yes. thing i mean i hope i wish everybody could appreciate and respect music how like people like me and you do because 
it's a it's a great life out there. It's like embracing like you know if you're a vegan or you know if um you know you're all about positive vibes. So it's like I really I preach music because I feel like it is the best form of therapy and the best way that you can yeah. actually learn who you are as a person by fully appreciating music. Absolutely, it's a universal language. Like you said, it's therapeutic, and I appreciate all types and genres of music. Um, With that like being said, said, I'm going to take you to a New Kids on the Block concert. As soon as they're, they're performing again, I'm going to fly you out, <laughs> and we're, we're going to go, and we're gonna, we'll be singing step go. by step. We'll be doing yeah. all of that good stuff. <laughs> we definitely will. Like you said, not too many people are going to admit that, but I am right there with you. Have a huge appreciation for any type of artist who has molded the game to what it is today. You mentioned Joe Paul, and I am going to take you up on that offer, by the way. <laughs> but hey, no doubt. I'll put it in writing if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. You did mention that your first tape was Ice T. Who were some of the other musical artists that influenced your mindset in the early stages of life? Okay, so um, so my parents, you know, came from uh, a pretty traditional background, you know, um, growing up in Brooklyn and the Bronx. And um, they were raised, you know, on the, uh, like, the doo-wop, you know, in the 50s and, like, the, um, like, the, the hippies in the 60s, you know, psychedelic movement and stuff, and as well as the 70s with the soul and the funk generation. So uh, so growing up around the household, we heard a multitude of different sounds. Um, my father was very into classical music. My mother was was very into, like, Broadway and show tunes because she was an off-Broadway dancer mm-hmm. um, and choreographer, as well as a language teacher and, awesome. and a resident genius and uh, speaks five languages, and I can go – I mean, I could – you you could interview her because she has more accolades than me probably. But um, so we heard uh, wow. a lot of different a lot of different sounds uh, growing up in the household um, from you know Al Green, Marvin Gaye, Bootsy Collins on the soul side to um, to the Beatles, the Doors, Led Zeppelin, and then you know, on my father's side he used to play Mozart, Chopin, um, Bach, and like he felt that that was best to get to you know, crazy little rascals, you know, calm to go to sleep. So I think that was his little trick. He uh, he uh, used that classical <laughs> music to, to get us to go to sleep. So I feel like all of that, you know, um, you know, kind of kind of played a factor. So if you take if you take the real sense of what an eclectic of musical genres is, I'm I'm like the essence of it because I'm I'm all over the map when it comes to you know who influenced me. So I can name I can name one to a hundred different artists that played a role because once I hear a song, it inspires me. I mean, any song, really, because I appreciate music. I hope that wasn't too broad of an answer, so don't think I'm escaping the questions because, you know, I could could do the traditional thing and say, you know, being from Staten Island, Wu-Tang was very, very prevalent in everyday society, you know, from from 1990 before they really, you know, uh, really blew up, you know, to 92 where they really, you know, blasted off the map. Uh, that's, that was my real first introduction into, you know, uh, localized hip hop and realized that it, it was, it was touchable and tangible, you know, as opposed to just, you know, in my sister's big pink boom box, you know, bumping iced tea, break dance and spinning on my head. <laughs> and those are some really, cool answers. I can't say that I've ever heard that before. 
you know, I can appreciate an artist like you, Joe Paul, that has really a wide range of inspiration when it comes to musical artists. And you, like you said, grew up on some classical. Your dad would put you to sleep to classical. So I'm not surprised when I hear your music that all those pieces, if you'll call it that, have been a factor of your creativity because you have a really cool vibe, really cool energy. So it's not real surprising to me that you have a wide range of inspiration. And you said something. You said you're originally from Staten Island. Tell me what it's like growing up out there. You want the the good answer or the bad answer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you want... Well, I mean, I'll try to speak your truth. Okay. All right. Well, I'll try to keep it as as short and sweet, but directly into the point. So Staten Island is like the um, is like that wicked, you know, step uncle, you know, that might have or might have not abused you when you were younger. That's what mm-hmm. I call it because Staten Island is like is so good what it wants to be to you, but then could be so so evil. From living, um, I don't know if people realize how small Staten Island is. I mean, a, a lot of people, unless you really say, oh, you ever heard of Wu-Tang? They haven't even heard of Staten Island. Um, you know, Christina Aguilera, who was born on Staten Island, doesn't even really embrace the fact that she was born here because of how of the negative look that people have on Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And not to mention now, there's the biggest heroin and pill epidemic you've ever seen literally wow. so close so close to home in this in this place that the fact that we have the world's largest dump doesn't surprise me now, you know, because people can relate to Staten Island to the biggest dump because of the heroin and pill problem that we have. And wow. you know, and it's really and hopefully the new uh I'm I'm going off real fast, but I mean hopefully the new change in like the uh <clears throat> the electronic prescription um, you know, procedures where there's no physical paper script that is given. Hopefully mm-hmm. that can really minimize the fraud and the, you know, illicit use of some of this. And, you know, the people can actually get the help that they need. And these, you know, phony doctors that are really the world's, you know, newest drug dealers, you know, could stop getting rich and, you know, living in their, you know, million-dollar mansions and driving their Bentleys and stuff off of the insurance companies, paying them for basically hooking these kids and ultimately killing them. Absolutely, I think so. Um, so yeah, so Staten Island, a uh, great place to live. <laughs> um, uh, so the, the good part of Staten Island is uh, it's very deep in hip hop roots and the and hip hop culture. Being that we have Wu Tang, that literally is the biggest blessing in the world because Wu Tang was the world's biggest super group for hip hop. And anybody who's anybody who's anybody can appreciate every almost every single member of Wu Tang, right. even the the affiliates, you know, the affiliates that came, you know, from you know Wu Tang, like you know, like Killer Army or Wu Syndicates, um, yeah, you know, all, you know, all of them played a real, real bit. A lot of Dark Man, uh, I mean, a lot of them played such a huge factor in our upbringing, you know, for the New York kids that. Um, like we were proud, like when uh yeah. when we first when we first heard you know uh, Method Man at like the school dances, like I could just remember how crazy a whole group of 
11 and 12 year old white kids, you know, got to some hip hop music. And I say white kids because before that, we weren't really introduced to it. Our parents kind of, kind of, you know, kind of sheltered us from that music because they didn't really fully understand it. So it was up to really, you know, um, on an individual basis, how you were going to embrace, you know, that, you know, that way of life or the hip hop life, you know, in general, because people say, oh, you know, uh, well, what are you, you know, uh, are you hip hop? Well, hip hop is a, is a state of being and it's a way of life. It's not something that you, you know, uh, that you can like learn, you know, to become. It's just something that you kind of are, you either got it or you don't. So you can either gravitate towards that path or not. So Staten Island is a, you know, has its, um, has its advantages. Um, I met some really, really dope people that um, you know, still I'm still friends with today. You know, for you know, twenty some odd years, and I always say to not that to not, you know, to I'm sorry, to regret anything within your life or your past is to not really fully appreciate who you are today. And right. I'm I'm very I'm very appreciative of who I am. So to say, you know, that you know, Staten Island's been bad to me, you know, is um. It would be a lie because I'm really happy. So all events that happen, you know, positive and negative, uh, as a result of being from Staten Island, brought me to be on the phone with you today to have all my wonderful fans that are out there. I got some great music to bring to the table. I got a lot of life experiences that some people can relate to or at least feel my pain or my triumph. And, you know, here we are. Man, so... One thing I'll say is I think it's really cool that you had that inspiration from Wu-Tang because I know that growing up in Staten Island, like you said, people relate to it, you know, as like a dump or have a certain perspective when that name is brought into play, right? Staten Island, it's like, wow, I I had no clue y'all have like this huge pill epidemic out there. I'm, I know that there's a lot of negativity out there, right? I come from a small town originally, Roswell, New Mexico, um, very drug and gang infested. Do, 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 studio 50. <laughs> we got Area 51 out there. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, um, got the UFO crash out there, and you know, but it's a really negative place. Um, but like you said, anything that's a part of our past determines who we are today. So, for you to say Staten Island was bad to you, or for me to say Roswell, New Mexico was bad to me, that wouldn't be right because without those trials, you and I would both not be here chopping it up today. So exactly. Shout out the to only Staten thing Island. I, the, yeah, the only thing I would say about Staten Island, the one thing that I that I wish, because we got a we have and you you really don't hear this from Staten Island people. We have a ton of super, super talented individuals, whether it's in the rap, you know, R&B, DJ, um, EDM. Like, we have a ton of talent that's out here. The problem is that the people do not embrace one another because everybody is on the come up. Everybody's got their own agenda. And I feel like there's literally like a handful of us that literally show love to everybody. Me, I'm... I, I was always the underdog, so I'm always going to root for everybody. If, if you make, if you put your effort forth and you 
are trying to do something with yourself in terms of bringing music or your vision, whether it's a business or a product, and I feel your passion, I'm going to ride with you. Whether you know me or not, I'm going to ride with you. You know, I'm going to be that, you know, that, uh, that cheerleader for you that you never even knew that existed that's going to basically praise you on your come up, you know, and basically show you all the love in the world because that's what I hope that people would have the generosity to do back or out of the good nature of their heart for no reciprocation at all just because see. they see my passion. And that's that stuff I don't like. See, um, I was going to ask you about that. What I was going to say earlier, you brought me into something because when you said, you know, you loved Wu-Tang, you can remember how the kids just turned up and t- y'all were really proud. See, for me, I, of course, have not reached the success of Wu-Tang, but my dream was to put on for my town, my state. Not too many people really know about Roswell, New Mexico, outside of, of course, the UFO crash, right? Which, but which is surprising really because just, you're, cause you're fierce. Like, I don't know if your listeners know, but you got a fierce MC as a host of this show. Y'all better recognize what type of heat this girl is coming with. So, you know, you guys should put on for your city and Roswell stands up because your girl got some balls, man. Man, and I appreciate that, Joe Paul. You know, I've always said it. It's funny you say it like that because it's like when they ask me about things, I'm just like, you know what? My balls just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, you just have to have that as a female artist in this industry. And if I were you and I would have had, like, and first of all, salute. I appreciate that love from you. But um, if I would have had Wu-Tang, that would have been inspiration to me, right? And it's like, for you to say you're out there doing your thing and I see you making some real moves and you're out there showing love and support, that's just what we do. You know, like people like you and I, Joe Paul, they can hate, they cannot reciprocate, but at the end of the day, game recognize game. And I will never understand a hater. I I could never comprehend them or me either. Because you know something much. though, but we're on a different level. I mean, there's um there's a certain right. mind state that you kind of have when you're a middle-aged, you know, fat, old, ugly, you know, <laughs> no job having, living in your grandmother's basement, sitting in your dirty boxes, <laughs> having showered in 10 days on a computer, giving opinions about something that you couldn't possibly do or understand, so you need to hate and show negativity? Nah, bro. Right. Nah, I fuck that. So, nah, so you won't be able to understand the level of hate. But one thing I will say is if they're not hating on you, then you are not doing it right because hate is the ultimate form of flattery, and that just means you are in the right direction because they can't do what you do, and they, they, they're taking time out of their measly, miserable freaking lives just to right. let you know that they have heard what you've done. Whether they're going to love or hate it, they're going to be singing it in the shower, you know, the next day, and they're not going to admit it. Absolutely. And you and I, I remember when I called you, Joe Paul, I've been looking forward to your interview, and you told me something. And from that day, it, it was already history. But in this little bit of time of chopping it up with you, your energy is real. You're genuine. I could tell you're a special soul. And when I initially called you, you told me, I don't want to just be one of these other artists, Queen Ching, like, I want you to really know who I am and feel me so that I'm just not one of these other artists that you just chop it up with all the time. You've made a great impression on me. 
I think you're Thank very you. special. I appreciate it. Here. Listen, I mean, most honest, I can say, check out my Instagram. Check out my Facebook. I got this many views on YouTube. I got this many streams here and there. And don't get me wrong, I got accolades and we could address it. But I really feel that to appreciate my music, you know, is to really know who I am as a person. And whereas a lot of artists kind of, you know, let they their don't. label, let their, you know, major label kind of dictate what you see. I'm so real. I'm right in your face, and I tell everyone that I'm just a regular guy with a gift, you know, or at least you guys are telling me that I have a gift, and I'm just taking it one step further and introducing everything that I've been through through the medium of song. And that's definitely what's up. I love to hear artists and individuals that just, you know, take control of their situation and one thing I want to say to you is do not stop showing people love, you know, and I know you won't. I know it gets discouraging when you are trying to be real around so many fake people, but just continue to do you, continue to show them haters love, because at the end of the day, you're shining. They could never be on your level. And that good karma and energy will come right back around to you as well, their hate and exactly. all their negative. I, I, I embrace that hate. Like, I think somebody commented on my video yeah. say, saying that I'm a fake flow writer. So I was like, you know what? I was like, not to, like, you know, throw a jab at him. I was just like, I appreciate your <laughs> yeah. opinion. But, I, but I'd appreciate to be referred to as the fake pit bull rather than the fake flow rider because, you know, just look at the color, you know, and look at the size. He's like six foot five, you know. So, I mean, at least get, like, your analogy, you know, correct, you know, correct. and say who I'm synonymous with, you know. So that's all. So I'm glad to embrace the hate because hate is love, you know, and at the end of the day, life's too short, and I use this expression on every interview. We are all here for a small cup of coffee, and I'm just trying to drink it while it's hot. Man, and I'm right there with you, Joe Pa. And I want to know a little bit about a song that I've been bumping on repeat for a minute now. Tell me about your track, You Got It, featuring Dudley Stevenson. How did it come about? Well, really, I was looking for... um... I was looking for a record. Uh, me and Don Juan, uh, uh, I don't know, um, you know, Don Juan plays the background, and he's, um, I mean, I wish he was more boastful with his accolades because, I mean, he's done, you know, so much in the game. He was flow riders, music. I'm going to boast for him. So, Don Juan, if you're listening, big shout-out, big bro. Love you. Appreciate everything. But he was a uh, flow riders, music director. He worked with Rodney Jerkins okay. and Dark Child. You know, um, okay. he's you know he's on a you know on a phone call you know friendly basis with you know with monumental people in music like Stevie Wonder you know um, wow. secure full distribution with Nile Rodgers with something distribution okay um, you know he and probably I've been around music my whole life probably one of the best musicians I have ever ever seen you know in my life and I'll tell you a quick story then I get back to you got it um, I read, For sure. um, when I was going to record one of my songs. Um, with um, I went to his studio and um, you know I was trying to get my internet presence up, so I was taking a video as I was walking in to show the you know my fans you know how the studio looks and everything like that. So I'm filming Dom and he's in the middle of playing on the keyboard. Now you can imagine you know uh, I'm walking you know through the corridor and I see him sitting you know on this mass uh, you know there's a massive keyboard wow. <laughs> and and big big boards and stuff like that. So he's playing and he's playing like. He's playing his ass off, like retarded, like it's just like insane, you know the melody, like it almost makes you tear when you hear it. But um, 
what, so basically, so I walk up to him and I'm, you know, shining the camera on him and I'm like this, I'm like, yeah, I'm like my boy Don Juan got the skills. And then basically took one hand off the piano, didn't miss a beat, kept on playing with one hand, looked at me in the camera and he goes, Joe Paul, can't you see I'm trying to do something right here? Like so serious. And then went right back without even missing a note, like one handed. Wow. Like, I, I wish I could. Uh, so anyway, so Don Juan, best musician I know. Big shout out. Um, so I was looking for a record to really empower the love that one has for their significant other. So there's certain people in my life, you know, um, you know, that make me feel a certain way about people. So I know that everybody can relate to something like that. And when I was thinking about, you know, the record, I was thinking, um, you know, how could I write this where it's creative, but it also is so simple in its own right. So I was like, what is it about a female, you know, or, you know, and, and I think from all levels of the spectrum, you know, I think, you know, what does a female look for in a guy? You know, what does a, you know, what does a guy look for in a female? What does a female look for in a female? A guy look for in a guy? I mean, I'm very, you know, okay. open to, you know, what society is nowadays and how could I, you know, um, how could I embody, you know, that? So when I was thinking about it, I was like, I was like, what is it about, you know, a female that, you know, that, you know, like that makes you just look at her and go, yo, you got That's it. That's the one. Right. You got and, it. and then it just, it just struck me. I was like, I was like, you got it. And I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you got it. You know? And then I was thinking, you know, you want to be able to give your all to a female. So it's like, so that same sentence, whatever it is, you know, you know, so depending on how you you say it, it, it's like you're talking about her actually having it. And then you're telling her that you're actually willing to give it to her. Like whatever it is, you got it. You You know, you want a house, a mansion, a car, you got it. You know, just wait for a couple more paychecks, you know, and see the way my bank account is set up. I got to check in the savings, all the money (laughs) in the savings. I got to wait. But, um, so I wanted a, so I wanted a really cool record that could also make you think, because I'm a very lyrical person. So when I was writing it, I was thinking, you know, what is it about a female, you know, that got me sprung? You know, so what is it that I could say right. to her, you know, to basically, you know, empower her, you know, praise her, but also let yep. her know that I, I'm with it. Whatever you need, you got it. And then I was thinking, Man. how many times you actually say the expression, you got it. On a daily basis, yo yo, Queen, do me a favor. Right. Listen, uh, send me send me that email uh, later with it. Oh, no problem. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so, so, so I'm trying to make it that household name, and it just so happened to, you know, happen like that when I wrote it. That it I just, it. you know, it just flowed. And when Dom heard it, he was like, "Well, first he was like, Joe Paul, you can't be singing on this hook, man. <laughs> he's like, you need to. He's like, you need to have someone really, you know, kill that for you." You know, and I agree because, you know, I'm a singer, you know, I can hit some notes, you know, but I, let's be honest, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not someone like Dudley Stevenson who, you know, can step in an auditorium of like 50,000 people and with his voice literally <laughs> shut shit down. So, Absolutely. Uh, so he's another one of Dom's artists and me and Dudley, you know, became real close. He came out to Costa Rica with me and we shot the video out there, which is great. Um, it really, um, he did the song a lot of justice and the song really is about how you can, you know, praise the female that you have and also let her know that, you know, whatever you need, you got it. And I hate to, you know, sound so, um, so one-sided, you know, uh, sexually, you know, oh. like, just 
just, but um, yeah, I'm just talking in my personal case, you know, uh, when it comes to that. So, you know, but I, I got love for everybody though. So, you know, so if I was talking, you know, you know, from a lesbian perspective, what, what a female would let a female know, you know, what she got about her that makes you so attractive. You know, what do I want to give you to make you know that, Hey, whatever you need, you got a baby. So, it's Man, just, uh, and it's a really, really dope beat too. It's like you, you just bounce your head, and it's a good summery feel. Top down, driving on the highway, you know, just just loving life. So it's a, it's a really cool song. It is in a kind of different type of genre that people aren't really, you know, accustomed to, and that's where I come in. That's what kind of makes me different. I take something on a different level and I try to glorify it and make it my own. And you definitely did that with this track. It's one of my personal favorites. I think that we've all had that one person that we just look at them and we're like, you got it, whatever you need, you got it. I think the listeners are ready. I'm ready. And I have my man, Joe Paul, you got it, featuring Dudley Stevenson. Whatever it is, you got it. Uh, yep, it's so fly. Yep, it's so fine. Whatever it is, you got it. Baby, you got it. You got it. Oh. You got it. Baby girl, came into my life, son, on a cloudy day. All we want to do is have fun. Run away, treating life like a game of games when you're gonna play. Smile on her face because he's hated, yet they go hate. And by the hand of our success, gonna set him straight. Let him know we love and life, and we always feeling great. My girl at 10, I never settle for a 7 8. Never slow it down, push the pedal and accelerate. Other girls are toxic, running like they got shit. But I tell them something doesn't be bad or my chick. Holy girl, I would let her hand up in my pocket. Reaching for my heat because she's just not had a cock it. So I try my best not to hurt you, Morgan, in the Trouble. Had a word believing cause it is, we're a perfect couple Summer night, rainy day, perfect time to cuddle Listen here, whisper in your ear as I love you
That Joe Paul, you got it, featuring Dudley Stevenson. I love that track. You know, I, I do too. I still, uh, uh, I mean, I know a lot of artists, you know, like their tracks and stuff, but it's like I still get, I still get kind of, a, you know, sentimental when I when I hear it because I think about the journey that you know I've been on, you know, with this record and the and the love and reception that I've been getting from it, and it's just it's such a feel good record, and uh, you know, I'm I'm truly blessed that you um that you appreciate it, you know, um, you know, I know a whole bunch of people do appreciate really? it, but. You know, you saying that to me, you know, and real recognize real, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I sincerely appreciate that. Much love. I appreciate it. It's nothing but the girl love. It's always easy for me in a matter of seconds when I talk to someone. I'm I'm a real big believer on, like, just energy and just people's character and just how they carry themselves in general, you know, in a, in a, in a matter of seconds, I could just tell if I'm going to be able to vibe with someone or not so much. And I had that connection with you. It was instantaneous when I first spoke with you on the phone. So absolutely excited. Like, it seems, to be like, here it seems like it's just like like a conversation. Like we don't even like don't even feel like an interview. I just feel like we just vibing like we homies and you know we just you know chopping <laughs> it up, kicking it. So that's it's it's such a blessing when it's uh when it's like that. Uh, like I said, you know I hate when it's like scripted. Like yo Joe Paul, tell me about your influences. Oh, so tell me about this. You got a record. I like that we went you know on a lot of different ends of the spectrum and and we really kicked it. You know like uh like two regular people because I think the listeners uh we really appreciate that. Absolutely, just taking some time to vibe and chop it up with you. I love that you're feeling like it's natural when just having a conversation because that's what I love for the artist to feel like when they are chopping it up with me. You know, I want the listeners to be here listening and hearing your truth in a very chill and relaxed setting because I'm just here to hear the truth about you and your story. And thank you for taking the time to tell us your truth. Thank what you for like providing, you know, a platform for artists like me to, you know, even exist. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you guys are, you know, the real, you know, the real masters behind it. I mean, the DJs are the masters of the clubs, but you guys are the masters of the Internet, the bloggers and, you know, and the yeah. the VJs and the radio DJs um, that actually, you know, and the, the show DJs that give us the platform to even be heard. So I appreciate you ten times more than you could ever appreciate me because that also comes with the appreciation of all indie artists that are trying to, you know, be heard or, you know, get to, you know, a level even larger than where I got to, you know, I appreciate you. So thank you for giving the opportunity out there. Absolutely. Heartfelt and definitely appreciated. What I would like to know now, Joe Paul, is describe the moment to me as an artist. I know that you've, always been musically inclined it's been a major factor in your life but was there a moment that you just felt music was too important to let go and you wanted it to be that life for you yeah absolutely um and any artist that tells you differently you know um is lying to you so um there were two moments in my life actually that uh, i felt that but the one that stands out the most is um, I uh, I won an award for um, for Teen People magazine uh, way back 
and um, they said I beat out like like fifty thousand other artists, you know, um, in order to win this award as like their, you know, what's next artist, you know, coming out, you know, in the in the game, and wow. that was in like the rap the rap and hip hop genre, and um, obviously I do, you know, pop dance music, you know, now, and um, so right. it's good to see, it's good to see my my evolution um, of of how, you know, I, Joe Paul came to be, but, um, the biggest moment, you know, musically was, you know, I was, uh, I was in college and I got a call from, um, the, um, one of the, uh, the higher ups at Team People magazine, uh, Lori Majewski, you know, shout out Lori. I'm, you know, I don't know where she is, but I always shout her out and I always show her love because she's the one who really gave me, like, she, I think she discovered like NSYNC and Britney Spears back in the day. Um, so, um, and I think brought them to Lou. Uh, I don't. I don't know the whole story, but I know she was a, a big role, you know, in getting them, you know, where they needed to be. But uh, anyways, so um, when I got the call um, that I had won this award and that I was going to be featured, you know, in a full page spread in their magazine and presented with an award um, and also given a performance at the Apollo Theater, um, that. Uh, yeah, that kind of trumps it all, you know, um, from, and I hate to use the word Trump because, you know, he's out there and I'm not really, you know, a big supporter of, of you know, ex- extremist politics and nor will I get into it because that's one thing I'm not going to do. So, you know, shout out everybody, you know, running, you know, and everyone go out there and vote. But, um, uh, yeah, so, so that, um, that musical, uh, everyone vote Hillary. Um, so that, um, that, that was, um, because, you know, he's cool too. The um the moment that I stepped on stage at the Apollo Theater, you know, wow. which was, which um you know and and I hate to bring race involved, but you know this was you know back in the day, you know uh you know Eminem you know first started shining and you know wow. broke that gap broke that barrier, and yes. keep in mind there's there was a hundred white MCs from Staten Island you know trying to make it because of Wu Tang you know and you know right. everyone's a rapper. So when I was uh, right. when I actually won this award and I stepped on that stage, and I, you know, saw you know, Beyonce when she was with Destiny's Child. I saw you know Jay Z. You know, up, I saw Ja Rule. I see, you know, uh, Lou Pearlman. I see the like the biggest names in the music industry, and I'm performing for them. Which wow. also humbled. It also humbled me because I realized that I wasn't shit at that point. You know, <laughs> like. Um, it's like when you get yeah, to that level, that you. you kind of uh, take a step back and you view yourself, you know, from a global yeah. perspective, and you realize whether, you know, I, mean, I still think I have potential, you know, but I think that right. I got I got a break kind of too early. I wasn't seasoned enough to really right. embrace it how it's supposed to be, and I had a preconceived notion of how it was supposed to be, and I was kind of mm-hmm. hit in the face, you know, with several things. But Reality. Like I said, Listen, everything brought me to be on the phone with you today and to appreciate who I am, so so I love it. But to answer your question, that one moment when I stepped on stage and they took 30 seconds to start my uh, to start my beat, I'm sorry, a minute and 30 seconds to start my music from playing, and I thought that it was like a black-white thing because I'm a white kid at the Apollo, you know, and, you know, they want me to fail, and, you know, I, I know my brain was going crazy back then. Um I was also on some shit, but that's another story, and <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Uh, but when my beat first started, and I started bouncing, and I started rapping, and, wow. I, and I started seeing everybody's faces, 
start bouncing with me. And I see the people in the upper in the upper decks stand up and they're bouncing with it. Uh, she smiles on on faces, you know, you know, all over the place. And keep in mind, this is the first time that I was performing for a predominantly black crowd. And I don't like to throw race in the mix because, you know, I'm I'm white and Jewish, you know, in a you know in a and I grew up you know amongst 99% Italian people, so I was the minority. Not to say that um you know my pain was greater than anyone's, but I you know I sort of have a, res- a certain respect for the minority, you know, because I was one. Absolutely. So and so, and in the rap game. I totally was. I was an insignificant, like white people, you know, until Eminem, we were an insignificant part, you know, of the hip-hop industry unless you were Leo Cohen, Rick Rubin, and the Beastie Boys, and MC Search. <laughs> Shout out MC Search. I haven't spoken in a while, but big ups. Yeah, so, um, I know it's definitely so I- hard when you are, like you said, you're in a room, and not to throw race out there, but you're in a room full of all these artists, major name artists, black artists, and you are a white artist out there doing your thing, feeling like you're the minority because you are right. the one from, stepping from, kind of into. Exactly. And from Staten Island, it's like Wu-Tang was the dominant force back then. So it's like right. if you were from Staten Island, you needed to come with something hard, like like really hard, like from the from the Shaolin, you know, type hard. And my music was a little bit more poppy and a little bit more, I mean, it's aggressive, but, it was more, more poppy rap because I was a dancer for for a lot of years. Right. So it's like I like to I like to move the crowd. So I wanted something that was kind of you know that you could bounce to and dance to that you know wasn't so hard. You know, and I didn't want to expose right. the you know whatever gangster life I was you know thought I was living you know back then. But yeah, <laughs> when I first stepped on that stage and I saw people start smiling, I was like, that's it. Wow. This is where it's at. I was like, you had and then um, and then when this um, this you, like, when I got off stage, this is a funny story. And then I and then I'll stop on my rant. This uh, uh this like big Jamaican dude. Well, I mean I'm short, so um, everybody's taller than me. But this big Jamaican dude, you know, came up to I'm me sure. uh, in the back. Now I'm now I have the the spotlights, you know, shining on me the whole time, so I'm kind of blind right now. I don't see who it is. And he's like, Hey, white boy, I just want to let you know you flipped it, man. You know, that was my Jamaican impression, you know. Hopefully <laughs> your roster list your roster listeners you know, don't hate me. Don't worry, I put it up in the air for you guys all the time. Um, <laughs> um and I was like, Oh I, I was like I was like, Yeah, okay, you know. I was like, Thank you, you know, appreciate it, you know. Um and he's and he, you know, pulled me to the side and he's like, No, white boy, you hear what I say? You flip that shit. And I was like, Why clef? Thank you so much, brother. Wow. I really appreciate it. I was like Coming from you, I was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> so I didn't even realize that it was Wyclef because I was, you know, you know, I just got off stage the Apollo, you know, I'm Staten Island, I just rapped. I'm like one of the only white Jewish rappers to ever be on that stage. So, so I kind of thought who I was, and I, I I didn't pay it no mind until he pulled me to the side and, and I realized it was Wyclef. But that also was another humbling moment and made me realize that I wasn't shit because an artist, because <laughs> an artist should have his material available at all times, with manager or without a manager. Always, and, always. And, and he was in the – and my manager at the time, you know, I, who, you know, a great, great guy, but, you know, um, he was in the upper decks. He didn't have uh, – he had my CDs on him, which we had, you know, cut-off album covers from Kinko's wow. and, and, you know, just trying and, you know, um, 
using that, you know, easy CD creator, you know, for the for the the press on paper, yes, uh, yes. you know, disc, you know, um, yeah, see, yes. I mean, that, that, that's I real hip hop right there. So, but you the didn't realize I wasn't shit because I didn't have it on me. My manager had it, so who knows? I could have had a deal from Wyclef, but I didn't have my material to give him right there for him to marinate with. But Wyclef, if you listen, I love your music and I respect everything you do. How at you, boy? Absolutely. Shout out to Wyclef, and that's a phenomenal experience you had. I mean, who can really say that the moment they decided they wanted music to be that life for them is when they are performing at the Apollo Theater for the likes of, you know, Beyonce. I heard you name Ja Rule. You know, you're talking about Destiny's Child in the house with Beyonce, and, I mean, that's when Wu-Tang was really dominating the scene. I mean, what an experience. Experience. I mean, classic. And in a war show, it's literally like it's like jackpot. <laughs> it's like I couldn't have, like usually right. you're performing for for ten people, which is basically you know your brothers, your sisters, their friends, a couple of cousins, you know, and maybe your mother and father at a venue to two thousand <laughs> people, right. invite only award show, the creme de la creme of the industry. Also humbling, made me realize I wasn't shit at the time. Had potential, right. but you know, should have been should have been much more on my game like I am now, but it led me to here. And I can't regret anything because I appreciate who I am right now. Absolutely. I can relate to you. I, I, I laugh when you say that because, you know, as that little thug girl, when I had no clue about the business side of things, all I was doing was busting flows in my room, like, or, or on the block with my homies, like younger little thug girl, you know, just spitting Made a CD, threw it up on CD Baby, hope it, you know, pirated <laughs> <laughs> right. the music on, a... on Kaza and Napster. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like, looking back at that, it's crazy because at that moment, and I guess you have to believe that. That's why you and I are where we're at today. You know, you kind of have to believe that you are great. You're one of the greatest, if not the greatest, even when you're nowhere near as polished as you need to be, or you're nowhere as wise and up to game as you need to be. But I always felt like I was great, you know, just always. Even when I listened to myself, I was like, oh, my God, somebody should have told me to stop. But look at me now and where I'm at, right? But Exactly, exactly. I'm so glad you said that because you have to – I mean, as much – I feel that the definition of a true artist is to find the perfect medium or the perfect blend of narcissism yes. where it doesn't come <laughs> across as cockiness. So if you can right. em- embody the essence of that, then you are the definition of, uh, I mean, I would say a pop artist because in, in, because in other genres, you know, in hip-hop, like it's I'm the shit, I'm the best, what's up, what you got? Right. But in the pop world, it's, you know, let me let me say how great I am without saying how great I am, so much so that you'll think that I'm great. Right. And I, you know, I would never say that out loud now today What I was, let me go back. When I was that little thug girl, I thought I was the greatest. Like, I'm the greatest female rapper I ever heard. <laughs> no shade to me. Or not the bad. Uh, the brat, the brat, you know, Gangsta Boo, Mia X, Lady of Rage. Shout out to, like, all the OGs. Like, of course, I grew up. I'm the OGs, uh, but for me, I was just like, I'm the greatest. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be the greatest <laughs> and not having no business sense. Well, like you, when I am in the presence of, you know, 
Bone Thugs and Harmony, Snoop Dogg, Drake, Bruno Mars, that's when I've had my moments just like you, and I'm thinking, I'm not shit. <laughs> like I'm really not shit. Yeah, kind, kind of puts you on a certain level, you know, of the of the spectrum. And it's just like, wow, I gotta start right. working more. It's like, damn. right. So I definitely. But you gotta feel. You gotta feel like you. that though. You have to feel like you're the shit, even if you ain't shit. You need to have, uh, especially. I mean, I also was a battle that rapper, belief. so it's like you. You needed to have that 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 fire and that hunger. You know, of I worked so freaking hard at this that you ain't going to tell me that I'm not great because I work harder right. than any of you guys. It's just like a boxer, you know, um, having that confidence in the ring, knowing that he trained, you know, for that many more days than his opponent or he worked that many more hours in the gym. It's like we're masters of our craft, so it's going to speak in our music as well as our demeanor, and not to be confused with cockiness, but we've been working hard. So all you yes. people that want to hate and think that it's cockiness, no, we just put the hours in, bro. Absolutely, absolutely, all day. And I can relate to you on that all day, Joe Paul. And what I would like to talk about now is when you walk in the studio, you're in the booth, you begin to create your art, Explain the call the fire. We, we, call, we call the fire department immediately. <laughs> Tell because the some people. fire is let down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue what you were saying. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. You're good. Tell the people how you are feeling in that moment. Um, so I'm still I, – I, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist, and maybe it's OCD, but I like to, I like to be perfect in what I do. So I rely mm-hmm. uh, a big part – you know, with, you know, my, my teammates like Don Juan, um, who, you know, basically he has no incentive to tell me, yeah, oh, yeah, good, good, yeah, good take, good take. He has an incentive to tell me, yo, that's a great take, or that shit suck, <laughs> and do it over. And right. next time And next time you do it, don't suck. So, and... And that, right. that's cool because cause I build off of that. And as much as I like to think, you know, I've been in the game for so many years that can't nobody tell me nothing, um, you know, that's preparing yourself to fail. To think that you know it all Absolutely. is preparing to fail, you know, right then and there. And, you know, I ain't about that. And I'm always about learning. And if somebody can, you know, especially like when Don Juan speaks, you know, you listen because, you know, he um, he's, put in those, he's put in those hours. He um. He don't have to work with an artist like me. He could go work with any. He has worked with everybody. So, so for my situation is a little bit different, you know, than other artists because I look at it as like I'm in school, even though I've been doing this. You know, I'm in I'm in undergraduate school because I graduated from high school and from college, you know, of the music game, and now I'm in undergraduate school working with a a super producer of the likes of Don Juan. So when I step in the booth and start my creative process. Um, I rely on my own experiences uh, as well as, you know, my, my own time that I put in on the song with the critique that Don Juan's going to say because he doesn't want to put out crap and neither do I. So, um, and we both write right. music. So, so if it's going to sound like crap, you know, and we have a great time doing it too, you know, or um, I work with a, a real talented, uh, you know, producer and engineer named the uh, um, I think his name is DJ Sarome. I mean, he changed his name so many times. But we call him Rome, DJ Sarome, uh, DJ Phenomenon. Um, you know, but he's out of Union City, New Jersey. Um, you know, shout out, you know, Jerry and Angel. 
Um, they do their thing. Um, and now, you know, they put in so many hours together that now they're working with Little Wayne, you know, and, you know, and this is my boy for, for like, you know, 25 years. So when I'm in his studio um, and we're doing the creative process, we have, we have a fucking blast. Okay, so I know that people think the studio is all about having bitches and alcohol and, and I mean, if anything, nah. a, female, a female in the studio is going to cost you money because time is money. Like, <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't getting that. I'm an independent right. artist. The, the label ain't paying no production deal for me. You know, it's, right. it's my own pockets. You know, or if I go to Don Juan's studio, you know, no, that's part of, you know, mine and his arrangement, you know, but He's still he's still spending money, you know, on his electricity. So I'm not looking to waste his time, you know. Just like this surgery that I had today, I'm not going to let that waste your time because I know we have this schedule, and you could be having Snoop or Dre or you know, uh, you know, a, a, a real relevant person that's on the scene doing it, you know, monumental wise on your show. I'm not going to fuck you up, you know, by by doing that. So when I'm in the studio, I'm kind of I'm I'm all business. But goddamn, if we don't have a fucking blast, you know, doing it, you know. Um, Man. So I it's, uh, it, I mean, and it's a great experience. I mean, you know, just to, you know, be in there and, like, we're making, like, we get paid to make music. Like, I mean, there's artists out there that really aren't getting paid, and, you know, I'm fortunate. Um, you know, I write for, uh, for a whole bunch of artists. You know, unfortunately, I can't okay. tell you who they are because I'm under contract, Absolutely you know, non-circumvent agreements <laughs> where, where I can't blow up spots, but... um. But we make money to do music. Like, do you like? Beautiful. You just sit back and and think about that. So I have that mentality when I'm in there. I'm like, yo, this is this is my life. This is what I do. I'm not gonna put on, you know, a suit. Even though, you know, I did that for years. You know, and I worked for a bank. And you know, I'm, you know, I did, you know, the the nine, the eight to six, not even nine to five. And I mean, as much as I excelled at that, it wasn't me. You know, and I chose to do this because this is what I love to do. So when I'm in, when I'm in the, you know, the booth, I'm about to possibly make a timeless, epic, monumental, you know, record that's going to maybe move an entire society or, you know, 60s revolution type music, you know, that moves a generation, you know, yeah. something that's going to be the new Pepsi commercial, you know, shout out, you know, just say Smollett, you know, from Empire, you know, Pepsi commercial is fire. I love seeing that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a, the creative process is a is a real real fun one. And um, you know, if uh, if anybody ever had a desire to you know ever try to make music, like just go on YouTube, make yourself a little cover song, and get in the studio just to see how it is because it's, it's fun. I mean, it, it's discouraging and it's a learning process, but everybody should do it. It's just because. You should. I mean, to be able to make music, it's like making a baby, you know. I mean, just, you know, without it's the beautiful. physical it pleasure, you know, of how that works. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's definitely like making a baby. When you're in the studio, you go in there, like you said, and you're focused and you're vibing and you're having a great time. And when that song comes to life, it truly is for an artist like a baby. Like it's one of your babies. You know, you created one of your babies. And speaking of that, I want to talk about your song that you have playing in heavy rotation on EAE Radio. Shout out to the number one source for music, branding, and digital advertising with over 10 million listeners worldwide. No shade yeah, you guys any are, other You guys numbers. are phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you for that. 
explain the meaning to me and all the listeners of your song, Ah Yeah, and why you chose to release it as your single on EAE Radio. Well, really, All Yeah is like the definition of I'm ready to turn up and have a good time, also synonymous with, oh, shit, I got this promotion, synonymous with, oh, my God, that girl is so hot, bringing them drinks over. It's just like, uh, it's just like, um, it's like, uh, it's like synonymous with word. You know, it's like, okay. yo, them some dope, dope kicks you got on, word. Yo, that's, that's a dope song you got, word. So it's just like a, you know, it's it's just kind of an evolution of um of something else to say when you know you can't say like bam or you know right so it's oh <laughs> uh, yeah and I know a couple of people you know uh, released you know other songs you know by that this is just my rendition for it and we received very very well um you know, shout out to Joe Puma who shot the video and you know had me in a forest you know running amok with some uh some cat like girls and uh you know he's done uh, <laughs> video work for like, for like Red Cafe, Troy Air, French Montana like he's worked with okay. everyone and and back to Staten Island had I not been from Staten Island I would have never known that that talented individual was right around the corner for me and wouldn't you know we've been friends for you know damn near you know 10 15 years and um you know, um, great individual, uh, kind of eccentric, you know, but as every video director is, but I wouldn't have him any other way. So uh, he was the perfect person for, to uh, to shoot the video and had me on a, a runway in Floyd Bennett Field with a, with a real parachute about to, you know, get taken away, <laughs> you know, because you know, it was like <laughs> 70 mile per hour winds that day. No, I, I swear, we had two people on each, on each side of me off camera Shout out to Q Flavors, uh, QS Flavors. You know, he was uh, there to make sure that I wasn't going to fly away. But we had 70 mile per hour winds with a real parachute in an open runway. So I was wow. really about to, I was really about to fly away. Like so literally. We wanted to do a song that basically so. was a kick ass type of joint that just made you want to have fun, turn up, party. You know, throw your inhibitions and problems, you know, and responsibilities and worries to the side and just say, oh, yeah, it's time to get a little bit naughty. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. It's time to party. I think the listeners are ready. I have my man, Joe Pa. Oh, yeah. On EAE Radio. Now it's time to party. Numbers in my phone so I can hit it like the lotto Like Mary, get it poppin' Got all different types of bottles Tonight there's no stopping. Uh, we going full throttle We be where the party at Do it to death like a heart attack I see you arrest cardiac In the ER wearing our party hat uh, I don't really 
really care what you thinking. I just really care what you drinking. Love the game I plays, I'm twisting. Mike Lowry, Pitbull with the pink thing. And I'm coming with a little excitement. Gonna nibble a little, then I'm gonna bite it. Girl, never mind how hot it might get. I'm gonna guarantee you like it. Sit back, buckle up just like you. Don't good, 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 give a word. Put your middle finger in the air if you good, 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 getting crunk. Now it's time to party. Know what it, you guys know what it is that artists you know are looking for, and 
You know, don't get me wrong, it's not, it's not cheap, you know what I mean? But you get what you pay for. You know, there's, there's Kmart and then there's Calvin Klein, you know, and it kind of speaks for itself, you know, and not, and this is a, you know, a name brand designer that actually, you know, has a good quality product and material. So, you know, in conjunction with the buzz that I have, you know, you guys have been, you know, you know, excellent. So Spotify uh, is a, is one of the preferred mediums, Google Play and iTunes. Name of my album is called Time of My Life, you know, and that's exactly what I'm having. So be be sure to remember that. But you can uh, you can stream and purchase my song, you know, on all musical platforms, you know, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you know, Pandora, you know, um, the, the whole nine. So, um, and Spotify, I think we just reached over 68,000 streams uh, for You Got It. So, wow. um so uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully Dudley's listening. Uh, Dudley, we, we're going places, so you know, <laughs> pack your bags, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, and you could also check out the video. Um, you know, we um, we shot the video in sunny Jaco Beach, Costa Rica, um, which was such a phenomenal dynamite location. The people there are just fucking awesome. Uh, you know, and they have an expression <laughs> called uh, "pura vida," which is you know, pure life. You know, just yeah. enjoying yeah. enjoying yourself. And there was a slogan that they have. Besides that, is they pride themselves on never having a world conflict. You know, so they basically man- yeah. managed to you know just remain at peace. So uh, shout out to all the people in Costa Rica, Jaco Beach. Uh, big shout out to Chinadu Ernesto, um, who shot the video, who came there with us, and. You know, dealt with all the salamanders and crabs, and you know, you know, running amok all over the place. And you know, now you know, one of my boys, uh, he did a couple of videos with Florida, and you know, works all the time. So I was lucky to even have his time. So guys, go check out. You got it on Vivo. Type Joe Paul Vivo Dudley, and it'll pop right up. Y'all heard my boy. Y'all go stream his track, purchase the track, check out the video. I'm looking forward, Joe Paul, to seeing you continuously grow with EAE Management Group, distributed with Capital Music Group. Shout out to Renegade Revolt, beasting on all levels with the promo, baby. Why don't you yes, go yes, ahead and yes. tell all the listeners, where can they find you on? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Spell out all your okay. social media handles, clearly and okay. slowly. So the good news is, you know, that, if artists are smart, they would have the same name on all platforms so that they are easily okay. findable as well as searchable. Okay. So your Thank your you. search rank your search ranking is very very important to your success. So the easier you are to be found, the better it is. With that being said, you can reach I me on all of my handles at I am Joe Paul. That's I A M J O P A U L. There's no E in Joe Paul. It's one word, J-O-P-A-U-L. So you can check me out on um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Everything is at I am Joe Paul. The only thing that's just regular Joe Paul is at eaeradio.com slash Joe Paul. Or artists, I've made it possible for you guys to have 60 days of free radio plays with a small submission fee which is literally worth about $1,000 for the small price of $25. So I fronted the bill for you guys, for all the independent artists out there that don't have a platform. Myself, along with EAE, AAE Radio and Renegade Revo, we've made it possible, and, R- and RHG Mag, we've made it possible 
for you guys to get some shine time. It's not the tell all the promotion, you know, for 25 hours, but it's a great start. So eaeradio.com slash J-O-P-A-U-L. You heard my boy. Get over there. Get you your promo started. Like you said, it's a great foundation to start with. All the independent artists out there on their grind. And I have to ask Joe Paul, have you enjoyed being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Did I do a good job? You were amazing. This was, this was one of the most delightful. It, I think we were on the phone for literally over an hour, and it feels like five minutes. I, I'm, I'm actually like I'm at the point where I know that we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I know that we could probably continue for hours and hours. But we don't want to, you know, we don't want to, you know, flood your listeners with all of Joe Paul just now. We'll give it piece by piece. But I had a blast. You're awesome. If anyone tells you different, tell them to see me. Whenever you look in the mirror, you should tell yourself that you're awesome, and you're a beast on the mic. So whatever it is, girl, you got it. I appreciate that, Joe Paul. That's love. Nothing but thug girl love for you. Like you said, time flies when you're having a great time. It felt very natural. I have ex- I have extremely enjoyed my time with you. Very refreshing energy. You got it. Whatever it is, you got it. The grind, you're a beast on the microphone as well. You're doing your thing. You're shining. You've had some great experiences. I want to say one thing before we do wrap up. I want to close with this statement made about you. And it was from Dominic Durham, who has worked with some of the biggest names in the industry. Dominic. His thoughts on Joe Paul. He quoted, throughout his career, he had produced for many artists with the likes of LL Cool J, Brandy, Ray J, Lil Wayne, Cheetah Girls, Monica, Carlos Santana, just to name a few. And he stated that after he recorded his first track with Joe Paul, he knew he was a star. And with that, I want to close in saying, Joe Paul, you got it. People. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Please expect bigger and better things to come from this artist. You have to stay focused on your journey, and you have to keep in touch with us on your grind. Oh, that's 100%. I never forget where I came from, and I never forget the people that helped me to do it. And and I'm going to say this. On air right now, which, you know, is just as good as, like, a legally binding contract, you know, when I do make it, because it's not an if moment, when I do make it and I have that platform to really provide some real, real solid, you know, work for artists such as yourself on the, on the blogging level, on the radio interview level, as well as you as an artist level, anything you need. Right. Snap, snap my fingers, you got it. I appreciate that. That's nothing but love. I salute you for that, and I know it's sincere. And I will see you at the top, Joe Paul. Yes, ma'am. Thank you to everyone. I really appreciate you guys' time. You know, thank you guys for having me once again. Check me out on all my social media, and I love each and every one of you, even the haters. And you do know that. This is the official Boss Talk radio host of Hot 94.7 and EAE Radio, Houston's number one hit station for all major hits. 
Follow my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook daily at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download our banging mobile app, Eman's Angels, from the Google Play Store for Android users and the App Store for iPhone users. Stream from over 15 different cities daily. Download the app today. Send the queen a message via the live chat button, and I'll respond right back.